0: get you guys ready? Because I'm really got. i really chomping at the bit to get your uh, Let's go. Yes. All right. Chan- I think it's champing at the bit. Either way. Um, all right. Welcome to Take the Points. I'm Tom. I'm here with Dan and Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got important business to talk about. Fellas, we're recording on a Thursday night. We're late this week, but this gives us one added benefit, which is that there is an ongoing game as we speak. I don't know if you've tuned in, but Boise yeah. State with I believe 14 players out with COVID is currently up 35 to seven over Steve Adazio's Colorado state in the second quarter. Again, I think 14 people are missing from Boise. Uh, It's a 14 point spread. So I've never seen a spread and a number of players out that were equal. I think we need a few more dudes at Colorado state, Dan. What do you think?
1: They're uh, in a lot of trouble. Hank Bachmeyer's back at quarterback. Boise State's going to write off last week's loss to BYU as well. We had our fourth stringer and a bunch of backups playing. Um, Boise is going to win the Mountain West. Going to play in the Las Vegas Bowl. Steve Adazio is going to win two to two and a half games this year, and um, a lot of money to be made. This is going to be an easy Boise cover. Very easy, Jim.
0: I mean, they're already double the spread and they're not going to slip from here. Like it's only going to go up. I watched a little bit of this game, you know, five minutes and I saw all that I needed to see.
2: Likewise. All this. I, I watched the whole, I watched the whole first like quarter quarter and a half, actually uh, the whole first quarter I watched. And uh, <clears throat> let me just, let me just set the stage for when you know this this game's over. Okay. Boise kicks off Colorado State. Nice, decent return out to like the 23, 24. First play, negative yards. Second play, negative yards. Third play, negative yards. Punting out of their own end zone. Blocked, recovered by Boise in the end zone. Touchdown. See, I missed uh, that
0: part. I, didn't, I tuned okay. in later.
2: Hang on. That might just be a fluke. Special teams, weird. Oh, there's more. Colorado State gets the ball back. Three and out. Punt it to Boise. Boise does the throwback across the field on the punt return. Guy's got all the room in the world. He gets all the way down inside like the 15 and then gets caught from behind and stripped. Colorado State gets the ball back. It should have been 14 nothing, 90 seconds into the game. Without with Boise not running one play on offense, <laughs> eh,
1: thirty-five seven and a half, no big deal.
0: I mean, there's a minute and thirty left, so let's not um, jump to conclusions just yet.
1: Oh, it's over. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: All right. All right. Yeah, I, so uh, we're gonna call it early in the studio. I think Boise is gonna win that one and cover.
1: That's uh that is accurate, Tom.
0: So we're we're late in the week. Is there anything you remember or want to talk about from last week?
1: Kansas is terrible. Uh Oklahoma was laying 38 and a half, and it was the one of the easier 38 and a half she'll ever lay. This is the worst Kansas team, I keep saying it, of all the Kansas teams we've ever seen. Ever. Ever. Like you like it, no spread is high enough for them. And also um, Mississippi State is the worst team in the SEC. Vandy outgained them like over two to one. They just turned the ball over five times and lost. There's a chance Mississippi State loses out and zero covers for the rest of the season. I'm going to put that on record. So um, that was my kind of takeaways from the week outside of, of course, Clemson losing. But I don't care about the big games. I watch stuff like this.
0: The fact that Clemson took them to double overtime, I mean, there's no moral victories when you're a Clemson fan, but like, that's pretty good without Trev, you know, we know that the, that uh, DJ's a very good quarterback, but come on. I mean, second game ever on the road at Notre Dame, like it really shouldn't have been close and uh, the way Notre Dame stormed the field afterwards, maybe they might never have a game again. So that might be the uh, greatest and last victory of the 2020 season for them.
2: Uh, All right. For me, two things uh, from last week that stick out. Uh, Sorry
0: to interrupt. Boise just scored again. 41-7.
1: Feel free to update throughout the entire podcast. I know it's going to halftime. We're not going to get any updates here for a half hour, Uh, but when it comes back, late in the podcast, I can't wait for you to say 49-7.
0: So a minute ago, there was a minute 30 and Colorado State had the ball fourth and nine. Now there's a minute 23 and Boise has scored a touchdown. So I don't know what happened, but it took seven seconds, whatever it was.
2: So the guy who got caught from behind on the punt return got revenge.
0: So it was a punt return.
2: (laughs) Most likely. Yes.
0: Probably would be my guess. Anyway, Ryan, you were saying.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Two things from last week that stand out. One was the NC State kicker hitting a field goal and turning and doing the DX uh to the Miami sideline. And after that point they did not score again and Miami came back and won.
0: <laughs> he didn't just so, do it. I mean he like he took a bunch of steps back and like backed into it. The strong,
2: oh strong! He made a, he made yes. sure that everyone saw. It was all eyes on him when he dx them. He has a major in economics, but
1: a minor in Hunter House or Hunter Samsley.
2: He tried to put the pedigree on Miami, and they reversed it. <laughs> Gave him the people's elbow, uh, uh, and then uh, <clears throat> the other thing from we last week is that. Herm got screwed <laughs> so this I, I don't know
0: what happened you know this is I out of my wheelhouse please, so please describe the Herm screw up for those oh, east coasters no. like me who uh, spent all just, night watching just, Notre Dame and didn't catch any Pac-12 well
2: that game was on early as hell it was like a, it was a 10 a.m 9 a.m freaking game in the, oh, the, this West was the U-
0: USC right
2: yes, yes. okay I said, yeah hum- I didn't
0: I still didn't watch it
2: <laughs> You're missing out. Herm got hosed, man. Fuck, like, freaking USC two touchdowns in the last 90 seconds of the game to come back and win by one. Like it was so bad.
1: Here's how it goes: You uh, Arizona State is up 27 14 with two and a half minutes to go. We got tight. We got we got USC with the ball. They go down the field with ease. Touchdown kick it back to Arizona state or onside, whatever they get the ball back, touchdown again, game over 28, 27. Not good, but easy cover clay survives. They'll probably give him a five-year extension. Yes. Here's I would, the
0: thing you right, need it, to know still
2: win the money, but Herm should have went out. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I saw online a bunch of people saying like, how do you not fire a uh, clay Helton after that? And this has become so commonplace I didn't even bother to look into what happened. I was like, you yeah, know, of course that makes sense. That's an evergreen evergreen tweet.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Poor, Herm. Poor Herm. Poor Herm. It was bad. You um, might get a taste of I'd the like-
0: Tarmac report, though, on the bright side.
2: Maybe.
1: One other thing I'd like to quickly mention, a small update from the current week that we are on. I did something last night I haven't done in about 10 years, Tom. I bet on a game. I watched it. I turned it off because I said, it's over. I went to bed and I woke up and the team I bet on just happened to win. I had Western Michigan last night. And they were down by 10 points with a minute and a half to go. And Toledo had the ball. So I went to bed and I woke up and saw the ridiculous highlights and
0: cast it. Yeah. The last time that happened to me was, uh, it was LSU. I think it was a couple years ago. I can't remember. I think it was the LSU, Texas A&M. That was like a 77 to 70, like seven overtime game. Um, but there was an interception with like 30 seconds left that kept them alive. I had turned that game off with like 40 seconds left Mm -hmm. and then found out it went on for another like two hours. (laughs)
1: you just forgot to hit last channel on the remote one time.
0: I thought it was done. I went on and watched like a half of another game. Then I was like, wait a second. What's this? It's still going on.
1: All right, Tom, are you ready to do some lines?
0: I am ready. Let's do it.
1: Okay. Uh, well we know about Colorado state Boise, so we'll move right on to Friday. Uh, East Carolina travels to Cincinnati and Cincinnati's laying 27 and a half total of 55 and a half Cincinnati just keeps winning and waxing people waxing like there are no close games they just blow everybody out and uh it's very impressive I think you gotta lay the 27 and a half I mean until further notice I keep saying that this year I gotta stop it but Cincinnati Look at that. It's under four touchdowns. GO you know, East Carolina sucks and has no defense. This has like 45 to 10
2: written all over it. Winner.
0: We, uh, early this season, you know, one of the, God, we've done so many episodes with this extended season. I don't even know which one it is. But when you talked about your new NCAA alignment, Ryan, with uh, relegation, since he would definitely be relegated up to the Big Ten, this season yep. and not only that This Cincy team Would be the second best team in the Big Ten this season
1: That's correct Yes
0: Luke Fickle baby
1: and Penn State and Nebraska are going down to the To, to the uh, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get We'll get to it Sorry We'll get to Alright any, any other thoughts on that game We're good
0: I mean, you have to go Cincy. The The question is whether it's too many points. You can't go East Carolina, though.
1: I agree. All right, moving on to Saturday. We're having some fun. Coastal Carolina at Troy. Coastal Carolina, land 11, total of 53. Ryan, talk to me about some Coastal Carolina. First of all, what's their mascot? Do we know? They like the green wave. Yeah, it's no, like a tidal
0: weird. wave or something. I'll look this up.
1: All right. Uh, in the meantime, Ryan, thoughts on Coastal
2: Carolina? Uh, they're good, man. They're a legit team. They're legitimately ranked at number 15. <clears throat> this is a tricky game at Troy. Uh, even teams like LSU and Alabama had trouble against Troy. Uh, so this is a lot of points. Vegas has absolutely had enough. Uh, this should be like a touchdown, but 11 is a ton, but – ride the wave coastal Carolina. <clears throat> if you want, you can have a fun little parlay and take coastal Carolina and their most famous alum, Dustin Johnson to win the masters. Ooh. And that's a super fun. Cause then you get a bet on Saturday and then you get to sweat it out on Sunday. Excellent. So
0: I was wrong. Although I will continue to say ride the wave is my um, bandwagon esque slogan. They are the Chanticleers, which is a uh, mythical dragon-like figure from uh, Canterbury <laughs> Tales. So it actually Interesting. Has, yeah, nothing to do with the ocean, oddly.
1: Triple C's. I like that. It's pretty strong. All right. Well, you know, like Coastal Carolina, not sure about the total. All right, Tom, we're going to talk about the Big Ten. Are you excited about this?
0: Depends on which game.
1: Last week, you said there was a much-improved Michigan State team. Well, nope. this week, that much- I There's a much-improved
0: much... team. It's not them.
1: Thank you. I had, I've um, learned it, and
0: evolved and adjusted my opinion.
1: That was the worst performance of the year last, last week. I'm going to go ahead and say Michigan State losing by six- fucking touchdowns to an Iowa program in shambles that doesn't mean came play football. They beat Michigan and they lose by six touchdowns. Six. This, Not even like four. Four is horrible. Six. Six. All right. So and I well, guess Indiana I, I was going to save this for touchdown. the Penn State
0: game, but I'll um I'll just get it out of the way now. Like one of the reasons Penn State is 0-3 is because their schedule against Indiana, Ohio state and Maryland means that they've already had to play the three best teams in the big 10 East. (laughs) That's not a joke. Three of the five best teams in the big 10. Along with you uh, got Wisconsin this, and Northwestern, uh, the
1: Big Ten Z yourself, you Zanad the whole conference this year. Zebak has never peaked like this. I you did were- something,
0: man. I don't know what I did, but I I did like a reverse the secret.
1: Ohio State's going to lose in the playoff of the most painful. Like last year's was painful no. enough. It's going to be even worse this year.
0: I heard an even better theory online that I want to wholeheartedly second. Now that um, their game against Maryland got canceled this weekend, there's going to be a repeat of that. There's going to be a COVID outbreak and Indiana, Ohio state will get canceled. And then Indiana will be undefeated with one more victory than Ohio state. And it will be an Indiana Northwestern big 10 championship game. And an undefeated Indiana is your four seed for the playoff. Actually your three seed. Cause Clemson's got a loss. It's
1: actually a pretty good theory with the COVID, Tom. I like that. There's I didn't some see it. It's not mine,
0: futures. but I think Moment. it's, it's perfect.
2: Really good. I, really good. I, I think Mike Pence put like a hundred thousand dollar taxpayer oh money on Indiana <laughs> before the season. I didn't even think about, about that. COVID Indiana governor went on vacation oh. instead.
0: Play the music. Indiana governor, Mike Pence <laughs> they, in charge of the we, coronavirus response task force. <laughs> Has set up this entire season to be rigged for Indiana. Yep. No
1: players from Indiana missing any games. Nothing to see here. Everyone's healthy as a horse.
0: Mike Mike Penix is is the greatest quarterback of all time. Nothing fishy going
2: on. (laughs) Look, if you want to know where that $37.5 million that's missing from that wall fund went, that's where it is. It's all on Indiana to win, to make the playoffs. That's pretty genius.
0: Oh, that's, it's all coming together. (laughs) Hoosier game.
1: The Big Ten this year has really been the most epic story, I think, in college football. Just, I mean, we we couldn't have, we couldn't have, like, made this shit up. It's been three weeks. They've only played
0: three games and the whole conference is already fucked.
1: The whole conference. We've talked about them for, like, 15 real-time days on Take the Points. That's it. And it's all a total disaster.
0: I was, I've been waiting. There's been no, there's been more anticipation for this big, big 10 season. Cause of when it started than any other season and in three weeks, the whole thing just got completely nuked. Pence. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> anyway, Indiana minus seven, only laying one touchdown at the much improved Michigan state squad. Total 52 Tom make a pick.
0: Yeah. I can't you believe Michigan Michigan State. It, I believe it's a bad line. Indiana should be favored by, like, 12 or 13 points minimum. You're right. It's insane.
1: It's right. I, I which, you means, think Michigan State? which means that Michigan
0: State will win outright.
1: All right, Tom. We're just going to get this over with. Penn State 0-3 at Nebraska 0-3. Penn State lane three. That's the theory in this game. Uh, total 56 and a half. Give me something to wager on and who's winning this game and who's in extreme panic mode at 0 and 4 come Sunday morning.
0: Okay. A lot to talk about with this one. Um, I've been a Penn State fan since I started watching football, since, you know, before me and you met in the second grade when we both wore like Kajana Carter jerseys. Uh, I've wanted this matchup since I was like 12 years old, since the 94 season, it's been like Penn state, Nebraska every year. I want revenge. And, um, neither of there's never been a year when they're both good. Like I got my wish and it was like a monkey's paw wish. Like it, it, it just is horrible. Uh, both these teams are terrible. Penn state. I don't know. I mean, I do know what's wrong with them, but it's way too long to get into unless you want to go full Z and on and have like a five hour long thing. Um, They suck, but Nebraska sucks worse. And as I just mentioned before, Penn State has played, I'm not even joking, three of the five best teams in the Big Ten with Indiana, Maryland, and Ohio State. Um, Penn State should win this game. Nebraska should lose it. There's no way in hell I'm going to wager on it. Um, I do think that Penn State has said that they're going to rotate quarterbacks, which scares me a little, even though, obviously Clifford's played terribly like rotating quarterbacks is never good. You know, you just can't get into a rhythm. Um, I would also say that Pat Fryer um, at a press conference this week got what is in the year 2020, the most insulting question you can possibly get. Somebody asked him. So, uh, have you considered opting out of the rest of the season? (laughs) So basically they're saying like, Hey, you're NFL talent. You're going to be a first round pick you don't really want to play on this shitty team and risk injury. Do you? Yeah. So when they're asking you that straight up, like without hesitation, not a great sign for your season. Um, that said, like I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible. I just think Penn state's got way more talent than this Nebraska team. And it's a home game. I believe, although I'm not positive about that. That's on the road at
1: Nebraska. Fuck.
0: All right, uh you can't bet this game either way, but I do think Penn State <laughs> yeah. wins. Don't don't bet it. You're crazy if you bet this.
1: Accurate. Tom or Ryan, do you have anything to add to the Tom's uh No, it's impossible. He you said it, man. You said it all.
0: Uh shout out to Journey <laughs> Brown. You know, we knew something was wrong with him and he was out, yes. but uh had to retire. That that's it's a really nice. unfortunate thing because he was so. a budding superstar. Um, and he was like the next in line behind the, like Saquon Miles Sanders. I'm not saying he would be as good as them, but he was like the next, you know, good to great Penn state running back. It really sucks. So I feel bad for him for the rest of the team, whatever. I mean, this year is an anomaly and I don't think this will affect them long-term like with practice and all their guys back. I think they will be back to, you know, at least a nine win team next year. And by the way, Dan. I love Joey Porter Jr. already. He's great. You know he's, it. he's a freshman. He's hitting guys. He's getting in their faces and screaming at them. I love it.
1: Great. Right like you, father Jr. like son. He taught him well.
0: It's great. I love he's gonna be great. I love the confidence and the, the aggression. And he seems to be the only one like fired up this year. So good for him.
1: Perfect. All right. We're gonna uh, move out of the Big Ten for a minute. Uh, Miami number nine ranked all of a sudden uh, at Virginia Tech. Va lay laying two, total 67 and a half. Z, you still like the ACC a little bit. You want to start this one?
0: I wasn't paying attention. I was just thinking about the big win that you guys doubted last week for Liberty University. That's right. With Liberty what a huge, in the huge win against Virginia Tech.
1: What, a, what an epic, awful time to call a timeout by Virginia Tech as well. Um, I like the over in this game of 67.5. Miami plays a super fast tempo. My Tech's been playing shootouts all year. It's only 67.5. This game could go in the 80s for sure. Over. Don't know who's
2: going to win. Brian? This is the shadiest line of the week for me. Like, There's no reason that the number nine team in the country – going against a team that just lost to Liberty <laughs> should be minus or should, should be plus two. Like there's no way like Vegas knows something that we don't. This is like the shadiest line ever. This, this should be Miami minus like six.
0: Well, Liberty's Maybe better than Miami. Into, like
2: four and a half. But, like Vatek minus two coming off a loss against a top 10 team. Like, now Miami's a fraud top 10 team, but they're at least a top 20. And that's... They're worse this than Liberty. Is so weird to me. This is so weird. I'm going to hook Miami in the over,
1: for sure.
0: No, I like Va-tech. Uh Liberty is better than Miami, straight up. I'm not joking. That's a tougher opponent. This is the year, the year of the non-Power 5. Cincy, BYU a healthy Boise State, Liberty, the Chanticleers. We got some real legitimate non-Power 5 teams this year.
1: All right. We're going to move on a little bit. Slide up to the 2 o'clock slot. Cal at Arizona State. Arizona State minus 3.5, total 46.5. Wow. Right.
2: Pack 12, kick it. All right. I know that number might shock some people. Dan seemed a little surprised by that. 46 and a half. I am not surprised. <laughs> I am not intimidated by it. I am not phased by that number. I am going below that number significantly. <laughs> this game has like 1713 written all <laughs> over it. Like cow. Cal has a really super underrated defense, top, I don't know, 10 coach in the country right now maybe. Love Herm. Herm's taking care of the ball, sophomore quarterback now. So this is an easy, easy under for me at 46 and a half. Not even going to sweat it.
1: I like Arizona State minus the points. They played well on the road against USC, and this is Cal's first game. And remember, California schools could not practice five weeks ago, so this is going to be the first time they've actually hit anybody. It's going to be a road game. Three and a half is not a lot of points later. All right, moving on. staying in the Pac-12, but I'll, I'll take this one. USC minus 14 at Arizona. Total 68. Here's the thing about this game. USC, if they actually are semi-focused, can score a touchdown on every single drive if they want. Arizona's really terrible. This is going to be the worst of all the Arizona teams under Sumlin. It'll be Sumlin's last year as the head coach of the Wildcats. And USC wins this game. Fifty five to twenty three. That's my
2: prediction. Okay, I like it. Uh, I agree. I like slowness. A lot of uh, the the media obviously loves playing up USC. Everyone wants, you know, USC to be good. That's it's important to college football. If they are legit, they win this game by 50 if they win this game by less than 30 points, they're not a realistic threat in the national scene whatsoever. Fair. Like that's to me, that's the line they have to win this game by over 30 for me to even take them serious.
0: So what I'm hearing is that this will not be Arizona's one win of the season to get to their over win total.
1: No, they're getting fucking hammered. This is going to start the end of the season, this is gonna be the end for someone. They've gotten worse. He wins the Zach Mills Award for coaching in four years because he went from Khalil Tate in a, a shot we thought he was gonna score fifty-five a game to his Vegas over under wins this year is one, not eleven. One.
2: Wait, can he? He can you win the Zach Mills Award twice? Because he won it at Texas A and for going from Johnny Manziel to like four and eight and fired. And then he went to Arizona and got excited, Khalil Tate, and then got worse every year after that too. Like he's the dual winner of the Zach Mills coaching award.
0: Well, this might be the last year of the Zach Mills award because it's between him and Sean Clifford at the moment. And that means either we have a double winner or the award comes back home to happy Valley. And that's the end. If one of those two things happens. So unless we have a dark horse, or I guess maybe it would be a light horse in this case then uh I think this will be the final year of the Zach Mills award
1: what do you think Zach Mills is doing these days can you can you do some We looked this up yeah the next podcast?
0: I did look this up and he it's he's no he he's no I did look that up also I was going to surprise you guys <laughs> um no I think he just he works work like I think he first. works in like real estate or something like that I'll look that up when next time you guys do a Pac 12 game
1: all right, please do. Uh, all right, we're going to keep moving on. Oregon minus eleven, at Washington State. I'm oh, sorry, rank number eleven minus ten and a half, shall I say, at Washington State. Total fifty eight. This is an interesting game. Oregon and covered, but Stanford missed four field goals, and Oregon's defense looked like it missed all those players that opted out. Stanford's offense isn't anything to you know, be scared of for the most part, especially again, at home in Eugene. This is a California team that couldn't practice. So I have big question marks with the Oregon defense. You you don't want big question marks with your defense on the road in Pullman against Nick Rolovich. I actually like Washington State plus the 10 and a half here. I think they can score enough points to keep it close. Uh, I, I don't know. This Oregon team, I, I wasn't super impressed last week. I think they played good, but they're not great. And Rolovich is the truth. And uh, I'm going to take a flyer this week and take the
2: 10.5. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's the same It's kind of the same thing. Like It's probably a stay away, but if I had to lean aside, I would just take the points. I mean, the points make sense at home. Pullman's a tough place to play. Don't know what the weather is up there. So yeah, I think they can keep it
0: close. All right, i have a semi update. This will not answer all our questions, but uh, consider this part one. Um, Zachary Eric Mills, um, former American football quarterback. Um, did you know he spent the 2005 preseason in the Redskins training camp, but was released no. before the season began because he pulled his hamstring and could not really participate. But the fact that he even um, went to the camp, I find that a little shocking. He then signed with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton pioneers of the arena football league. Oh, oh sorry. Of the AF two, the minor league of the arena football league oh, no. in uh, 2007, but left the team a few weeks later. In uh, 2006, I didn't know this either. Mills served as an assistant coach at Temple under Al Golden. Uh, He then joined the coaching staff at the Haverford School in Haverford, Pennsylvania as a quarterback's coach uh, from 2007 to 2010. And then his bio just mysteriously ends there. So we will to be continued, folks.
1: I need 10 more years of updates on Mr. Mills. I'll look. All right, Tom. Big game. Having flashbacks. Notre Dame ranked number two because they're clearly the second best team in college football. Minus 13 and a half at Boston College. Total 50. Can you lay the 13 and a half?
0: No, you cannot, Dan. You should be able to because this team's clearly better than BC and they beat Clemson, but we've been around a while and we know how this goes. And I'm going to hand it off to you after saying that, Dan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You want no part of this. Like we get older. So like, we're aware of like letdown games, but the kids stay the same age. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. That's basically the truth. like, in my mind, I'm like, guys, come on, like, come on. We all know this is a letdown game spot, but I forget that I, they don't know that shit. So
0: they're still out partying on the field.
1: game You got a fucking chestnut hill, which sucks, <laughs> and you got to lay two touchdowns. That's no fun. Um, that being said, I'm not going to bet this game. I don't want to watch it. Uh, I saw enough Notre Dame for the whole fucking season last week about that five hour game. We got to do something about these replays that that just took too long, but, um, yeah, I'm not going to watch this, but if you bet Notre Dame, you are, you are a uh, crazy person. I'll tell you that much.
0: Every year we talk about the one BC game where it magically gets cold. And then some team, um, goes to BC and is like, shit, it's really cold here. Now I know Notre Dame is from a, you know, a colder environment in the North, but it just dropped about 30 degrees today here in the Northeast. So this will be the official first like cold game. I think for BC, probably we'll see what the weather's like, but this could be one that catches Notre Dame off guard. In addition to a letdown game, stay away, stay away.
1: Our points. Take the points. Okay, moving on. Um, we're we're going to slide down a little bit. Whole Rainbow Warriors on the road at San Diego State. San Diego State 11. Total 53. Ryan, can Hawaii cover the 11 on the
2: mainland? Oh, they, they absolutely can, Dan. <clears throat> and here's why. Because it's in San Diego, not f- – freaking Wyoming. That's why when they went to text to California in the first game of the year, they won. Now they're going to even a warmer part of California where actually quite a lot of their players are from. And also because of the huge military presence in San Diego, as well as in Hawaii, you do get a little bit of extra Hawaii support in that area of the mainland. So I love Hawaii in this spot. I think it's going to be a uh, <clears throat> a really good place for them to potentially even get a little money line action since they're getting plus three ten. Uh, I like that a lot. Ooh,
1: I agree. Tomzy is uh, still probably researching Zach Mills, but we're going to move on and give him a softball here. Northwestern, the twenty third rank. Wildcats, which Tom for sure thinks is far undervalued.
0: I was just going to say it.
1: (laughs) They're, they're, they're laying only two and a half at Purdue. Z take it away.
0: How can you put the third best team in the big 10 way down at 23? It's not fair. Um, yeah, take Northwestern. Purdue's not that good. And Northwestern is very good and has a really stout defense and a good quarterback. Finally, they've always had good coaching. Northwestern's a good solid team. And because of uh, the way they're coached and their veteran leadership, I don't expect them to have really, you know, let down games the way that, um, you know, uh, a more immature team might. So Northwestern all day, every day by all day, every day. I mean like literally just this week and then we'll reassess.
1: So if Purdue wins, this game?
0: Then I in, then the podcast is over and I quit.
1: Undefeated. Purdue's two and zero, oh, and if they won this game of Minnesota, Rutgers, Braga, and then and the wow, if they win this game, they're going undefeated up until the in-state rivalry with Indiana on December twelfth. They both could be undefeated. Very interesting. Wow, that's a very winnable
2: slate right there. Trash. Well, Wisconsin should have stayed red and Pence wouldn't have infected them. It's their fault.
0: It goes goes so deep. You don't even know. This is X-Files-esque now. (laughs) It goes Um, to the highest levels.
1: I'm going to go against you, Tom. I'm taking Purdue and I'm taking the 115 plus 115 on the money line. Just to be a contrarian in the Big Ten. Just because I, you know, why not? Okay, moving on. This is a game that I actually already have money on. This is the only one. This is to show you how much of a total gen I am. Nevada at New Mexico. (laughs) That's the one? (laughs) Nevada laying 17. Total 62 and a half. Here's the thing. Nevada is really good. Not really, but they're they're actually good. They're 3-0. They score points. New Mexico is not as terrible as normal, and they got a quarterback who's a true freshman, very exciting, can also score some points. The total is 62.5. I think Nevada can score in the 50s. I think New Mexico can get in the high 20s or 30s. I really like this over. I bet it already. I think it's going to go up, or no one else is going to put money on this but me. Either way, I don't care. Over 62 and a half to play. I'm sure you guys don't have much to contribute to this one.
0: You're you're the, well, ol- you're the only on bet. Now. That line ain't moving.
1: It's a great bet, though. It's easier than, okay, well, I'm telling you. It's my favorite bet of the week. Over 62 and a half, Nevada, New Mexico. I've watched Nevada three times this year. D-Gen Dan's back. Speaking of D-Gen, Arkansas getting 17 at Florida. Total of 60 and a half.
2: Ryan, go ahead. All Arkansas does is cover games. That's just that's what they do. All they do is they just they cover. They keep things ugly. They keep it gross. They keep it sloppy. They keep it close. I, I just I mean, this is a perfect letdown spot for Florida after the thrashing of Georgia to just have this letdown against Arkansas because they'll look at the record. Uh, I love the uh, the 17 here. Give me the 17 points.
0: Yeah, you said it better than I ever could. Arkansas 6-0 and against the spread this season. 6-0, and perfect. And uh, Florida in a huge prime letdown spot after a really convincing cocktail party win. So um, I like Arkansas, who, by the way, is a pretty good team.
1: Offensive coordinator Kendall Bryles. Finally found a nice little home there in Arkansas. They got the uh, old school, like, offensive lineman head coach who wants to just, like, be physical and tough. That kind of represents the state of Arkansas. Outstanding coaching staff. Shows you what you can do in one year with the same players, right?
0: They got with him what they thought they were going to get with Bielema.
1: You're right. That's actually right. An offensive line guy with some stones. Instead, they got a Wisconsin loser. All right, moving on to the next game. SMU travels to Tulsa. SMU getting two and a half. Here's another weird one where the ranked team is an underdog. Total is 64. I'll keep this quick. SMU, Tulsa, total in the 60s.
2: Just take the over. Have some fun with that one. Yep, take the the over. I like SMU too. So if you want to take a hook, you can hook that and get some really, really nice odds. Z.
1: Exciting
0: stuff. Don't care about that. I do have an out West pick if we want to do that one that I think, I think you passed already. So I'm guessing we're not going to do it. Um, I, I like Fresno minus 10 against uh, Utah state. Um, Utah state is Oh, and three they're Oh, and three against the spread Fresno, you know, is a pretty decent team. And, um, yes. Are you going to mention the coaching situation?
1: No, go right ahead. Tom.
0: Uh, Sounds just, like you all over it. Just a fond farewell to Mr. Gary Anderson, first coach of the year fired. So mm-hmm. that actually could be a benefit, which is the one thing that scares me. But I think I, I'll go with the team that's definitely better against the team without a coach that hasn't won a game. Yeah,
1: that actually scares me. Uh, that's the old, uh, the players hated the coach. Now he's gone. Let's have some fun games. So. That is a stay away for me. Z likes to live dangerously, so he's he's chosen a side in this. He's taking the road team, laying double digits against a question mark. <sighs> a lot of danger in that pick, Tom. All right, I changed
0: my mind. Money line Utah State.
1: There you go. Have some fun with it. It's because it's it's the same odds. It's either coming in or it's not. Like in a game where you have no coach, it's 50-50. 50. That's a good bet. I like that. Utah State money line is a fun one. Maybe Because no one cares if Fresno loses, right? Like,
2: they don't no. care. So, if Utah State wins, they're like, yeah. And we're like, ching, three ching 3-1 on the money line. Bing. Fresno lost to Hawaii. They know they're going to lose to Boise. They can't win the conference. This is a good bet. Okay. I would do an underdog
1: parlay, like three-way, and, and try to hit it this week. Okay. Going back to the Big Ten for the last time, Tom. Big game, allegedly. Wisconsin at Michigan. Two premier programs. Two losses already for one program. Two missed games for the other program. Wisconsin laying four and a half at Ann Arbor at night. Total of 54, and it's dropping. What you got, Tomsy?
0: Uh, this game's not going to happen. So let me talk about Rutgers versus Illinois. No, um, I don't know how, how is a team that has played one game favored by four and a half on the road in Michigan. I know it's just because of the whole, um, you know, Michigan state beating Michigan and then getting absolutely waxed that it's that kind of like convoluted math that, um, people do, but I will take four and a half points with Michigan at home at night against a team who's played one game and who, you know, who the hell knows who will even be on their roster for this game. Um, Probably. I I don't know. I mean, these teams can score. I I don't think I would take the under as I would in most years, but uh, I think the line's probably right on. So yeah, Michigan with the points. Also, I like Rutgers. Chopping wood, baby, against the lowly Illinois.
1: Illinois is terrible. I actually like Michigan too. I'm not going to bet them, but I feel like this is like the classic Michigan wins this, gets back to two and two, which still sucks. And they just ruin Wisconsin's season. That just kind of feels like how it plays out.
0: These teams are basically the same. And one of them has been playing consistently and one of them hasn't. So I'll take the team that's been playing well. I mean, Wisconsin could pull it out with, you know, the greatest quarterback since Russell Wilson based on one game. But I wouldn't bet on that.
1: Um, there's a couple of late night action 10:30 slots. We got Utah UCLA UNLV at San Diego State and Oregon State of Washington. A couple tidbits. UNLV is the worst team in college football that I've seen so far this year. Uh, you can go ahead and lay the 16. Oregon State. Their offense was so pitiful in the first half last week against bad defense, Washington State. They can't function. Uh, I also lean Washington and Utah. UC, Utah against UCLA. No clue. I gotta see who the quarterback is for Utah. A lot of quite, a lot of people, you know, um, a lot of turnover on the Utah team, but superior coaching staff. Plus a little good defense. Um, UCLA gave up a trillion points to Colorado last week. Their offense did come alive in the second half, so. Um, that game's really hard for me to pick. But if you're up late and you're losing, feel free to, to just go all in on San Diego State and start drinking. Some good late night tip right there.
2: Yeah, I, I like Dan's idea. Is you know, if you want to, uh, Tom, if you just want to go ahead and do a three way parlay on the three late night games, go to bed, see what you hit in the morning. Go ahead and take you know Utah, San Jose State. Washington, throw those three in a parlay, and you're good to go. Tease them a little bit if you want. Yeah, because you're going to get minus you're get 550, minus 700, and minus 140. I
0: like that, and I would throw the um, Utah-UCLA over in that too. I mean, I saw a little bit of that UCLA game against, was it Colorado? That was, yeah, a, was... a real pitiful defensive performance by both teams, well, especially UCLA. So I don't trust them against Utah, regardless of who the quarterback is now.
1: Well, Tom, that concludes Week Twelve due to a lot of COVID cancellations. No Alabama, no LSU. Which, by the way, I believe that Bo Pelini self-inflicted COVID amongst his own team just so they didn't have to lose to Alabama by a thousand. By the way, uh, I'm
0: I'm very curious how that happened. Since Ed Orgeron said that the entire team already had COVID in the summer, and that's why they're like, "Can you practice?" And no, we were, we already had it, all of us, so we're good.
1: Yep, that's what it said. So it really yeah. doesn't it
0: doesn't make sense to me, Dan.
1: They knew they were going to give up 75 to Alabama after that comment he made last year, where we're going to beat the ass you recorded, we're going to beat their ass on the field, roll time. fuck you. They all remembered that. And they were going to beat the fucking hell out of them and score a touchdown on every possession, just like the Ole Miss game. Same thing, but uh, they canceled it wisely.
0: This is like one of those times when you're in like middle school and you stay home sick, and you know you feel fine, and you're like you know playing basketball or something. Then you see your mom's coming home, and you like run inside and jump on the couch, and you're like, oh, I don't feel good. That's Pelini and LSU right now. I'm dev- oh, I'm so sick. I don't know if I can go
2: tomorrow either. Look, coach Bumble is just living his best life. He needs an extra week to get his freak on in the bayou. Leave coach Bumble out of this. That's him.
0: Can I do a, coach- um, this is a tarmac ask, but I want to just do a like rock bottom report quickly. If we're done with the games. um, First off, let's get a score update. My God, with ten forty-four in the third, Colorado State has um closed the gap forty two to twenty-one. Wow. Yeah, that's fourteen unanswered in the third quarter. They
1: poked the bear. And the they got the only ball. Sixty three twenty eight coming right up.
0: Yeah, so the so that game has officially just gone over with ten minutes in the third. Yeah.
1: The fucking live over is 87 and a half right now.
0: Yeah. The actual over All was right, 62 a and a half. So.
1: My number is 63, That's 91. Okay. That's over than
0: what they have right now. I like my number. Hmm. So we need another, yeah, we need another 21.
1: Wait, are you sure Colorado States at 21? My, yeah. my book has it at 14.
0: I think they literally just scored they You're right.
1: Okay. I think
0: well, it, it says last, last play extra point. Um, well, the all right. Mean, so, so support. they were going to be number one on the rock bottom report, but we'll hold off and see, um, rock bottom report, uh, Minnesota, this Iowa team that we talk about every week is being terrible. Um, they're one and two and you are a three and a half point underdog at home against Iowa. So that's not good. That's number one on the rock bottom report. Uh, let me scroll down Penn state, Nebraska, whoever loses that you are absolutely hitting the rock bottom report. I mean, that's a program rock bottom. Well, for Penn state, it's, I wouldn't call it a program rock bottom, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not great.
1: When was the last time? I mean, come on. It, it, there's no way Penn state's like ever started. zero and three, right. Is this ever even
0: happened? Uh, I mean, I'd have days? to look at, I'd have to look at 2012, but no, I mean, they're, they're, rock bottom, you know, is obviously off the field, but just in terms of on the field, like, no, I can't remember an Owen three start. I mean, even in the bad paternal years or even the bill O'Brien first year, I am pretty sure they didn't start Owen three, but they also started against, you know, Kent state and Akron every other year, Akron, Akron. The
1: live total on the Colorado state Boise after the touchdown, just went to 90 and a half over minus minus one twenty five. Our totals 91. on take the points. We're right on. Do
0: it. We're, <laughs> we're too good at this. We just got <laughs> to exactly set up our own, correct. our own sports book.
1: Take the points. Dot. Mm-hmm. A G is going to be a big one. I'll yeah. move. I'll move to Antigua and run it guys. All right. Oh, we we literally,
0: that. we only need one of us to go there and just rent like a studio apartment. And that's our office.
1: Excuse I me. got, I got nothing to do. No problem. <laughs> just one person just posts the lines and one takes the payment processor. That's it. There's no HR.
0: Are you guys no move there? I'll move to Delaware to get some additional tax. Well, one of us moved to uh, the Cayman Islands, which is where we'll keep our bank account. One of us live yeah. in Antigua which is where our headquarters are, will be. And then one of us will move to Delaware and get the like corporate tax breaks just or in case. Anything at... gets... <laughs> I, I listen, I, mean, I'll, you're going to Delaware, I got Delaware, right? obviously it's the, I'm the closest right. you guys I, get Dan Cayman I, and I Antigua.
2: Get to, we're going to rich. We're gonna rock paper scissors for who has to be in the Caymans and who has to be in Antigua. We're going to be so rich when
1: people are putting money on these crazy parlays and breaking them.
2: Um.
1: So Tom, that's it. There is no game of the week this week. It all kind of sucks. What is actually the best game this week? It's not Indiana, Michigan state. Uh, Notre Dame BC is also not the right answer.
0: No. I mean, in terms of like Mm -hmm. what I'm most looking forward to watching, I would say I might, I don't know, Arkansas, Florida. That's a stretch. It's really bad.
1: This is maybe the worst week of college football I can remember.
0: Oh, I mean, I'll definitely watch Wisconsin, Michigan, but that's me, a Big Ten super fan. Um, I think I'm
1: just going to load up on the UC, the USC team total. What the fuck is it?
0: I think. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, if I'm an average college football fan, I'm just going to watch a lot of Pac-12 this week. Oh yeah. Get um,
1: USC thirty-eight and a half team total. Just fire it all on the over on that someone can't
0: stop them easy. Uh, one other thing, one other thing I'll tune into for sure is, um, middle Tennessee at Marshall. Um, it's the 50th anniversary of the Marshall plane crash. Um, and so that'll be a super emotional game for Marshall. Now the line is really high, which is why I don't love that. But, um, you know, maybe an over on that game or maybe even you just take a risk and lay the 24 with Marshall, but it'll be worth either way. Just, uh, tuning in to, uh, I think watch, especially like at the beginning of that game, I think it's going to be an emotional moment. And now that, uh, Bama LSU is canceled. I wonder if uh college game day has made any kind of uh statement about going there. That'd be something uh- to see.
2: No, college game day was going to the masters instead of Marshall. I think they should have probably, oh, to Marshall, but, it is, but it is kind of cool. They're doing, uh, they're doing college game day in Augusta. That is kind of crazy
0: that it'll, it'll look beautiful. Yeah. It's kind of interesting too, that they get that chance. All right. I guess that's fine. Do you guys have, do you care about the masters this year? Something about the timing of it has made me not care as much.
2: Yes. I care very, very, very much about the masters. Yes.
0: All right. I think I'm, I think I'm not in sync with a lot of other people in that, like a lot of people love sports even more right now because there's nothing else going on. But for me, I've like, it has less significance, I guess. I guess I've just gotten used to being so hectic with work and everything else related to the pandemic and like having my kids out of school all the time. And it's like, I, I will watch college football for sure. But like all the other sports have fallen by, by the wayside. I didn't get to enjoy really the bubble or the World Series, or I didn't really watch any of that stuff.
2: Well, this is my really, this is my first master's since I like started actually playing golf and like getting super, super into golf. So for me, okay. this is like, this is a huge deal because this is the first time I'm watching it where like I've been obsessed with golf for the last nine months of my life, like haven't missed a weekend in nine months or whatever. So like, This is really good for me. Like I'm super locked in. I know all these guys. Like this is like super fun for me. I'm really into this.
0: Okay. Yeah. That I didn't take that into account. I mean that it that is really good. And the masters is, I mean, it's the best. Like it's, you know, the most famous for a reason.
2: Dan and I have played quite a bit of Tiger Woods 14 on PS3. That's right. The last one they made for it. It was the last one they made for PS3. Uh during quarantine, you know, can't really do as much. So we've been playing a lot of Tiger. So I've played Augusta like, I don't know, a hundred times during quarantine <laughs> on video games. So like watching it now, this is like this is new. See, this is you guys had this in like '96. 97 tiger peak where you knew every hole you guys were playing tiger you were working at a golf course you were locked in this is so new for me like this is adult candy land for me like i'm getting into golf for the first time like and it's amazing like there's so many youtube videos it's endless and like highlights where like i'm sending dan like these like golf highlights and i'm like i know he's seen this because it was 14 years ago but it's blowing my mind. Like, oh, so you're just, really you're cool. watching
0: like Jean Vandevelde for the first time ever.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I like, showed that to him. He was like, what's this guy doing? I'm like, this is the greatest <laughs> hole you'll ever see. I'm like, who the hell is this Seve guy? Everyone talks about. And like, all of a sudden I'm like, I'm yeah, YouTube and I'm like, holy shit. So that's what a white one iron does. Okay. This is crazy. Vandeveld's the best. Vandeveld's uh, the,
0: and yeah, and John Daly. I mean, that one's the greatest one I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. The open with Daly is incredible.
0: Drinking, but, yeah, drinking that diet Coke out of the big cup.
2: He's so good. Yeah, it's great. And golf is, is like, it's like never been better with like young talent. Like there are so many players that are just so good and so young. Like DeChambeau, what he's, trying to do the game is it's amazing it's crazy awesome to watch and like these other young guys you know with like wolf and abraham answer and um who are those other young guys that we watch all the time and, you know, all of them, they're all like under 25 yeah like Jesus. they're so good and uh it's just really more cow yeah like they're just super fun to watch so alexander shoffley san diego state guy so like Victor Holland, Hovland, Oklahoma State. So, like, that's really cool. Like, and if you ever want Tom if you get ten minutes alone on you on the computer tonight after you shut down before you go out to the real world, if you get 10, 10 minutes. Go to YouTube and put Texas Golf, like Facility Tour. It's like this ten minute YouTube video mm-hmm. where they I, where they I go to. YouTube. YouTube, At UT and they go to the golf, like they have their own like separate golf facility. And it's ridiculous. It's really unfair. Yeah. I haven't
0: seen it, but I, you know, I, I have heard how Texas is like the premier golf program along with like, you know, Stanford and stuff, but for facility wise. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oklahoma state's actually probably the best golf program. Like they pump out so many ridiculous pros. T-boo. To and uh,
0: Yeah. He knows how to invest that money.
2: Yeah. But, but if you get a chance, just check out the golf one, the Texas one. Cause it's, it's crazy. Like their facility is like, you think their football team has the best, like look what their golf team has. Like Jordan Spieth has like his own like mini course over there. Like that he had donated. He's like built his own course of like his favorite holes. He's like, okay, this is the winning hole of like the six tournaments I've won. Like, And he like recreated all like his favorite holes. It's really cool.
0: I think if you're looking for like a return on investment as a college for branding purposes or whatever, like aside from football golf is really the best. Like everyone seems to know which college famous golfers went to. Like most people don't really know where baseball players went to college or, you know, hockey or whatever. Uh, I guess basketball, we usually know, but a lot of the best players don't even go to college now. Um, but it seems like, you know, they, they always like represent their team hats and stuff. And like, everyone knows about tiger woods and all these other guys and where they went. And so yeah. I feel like, I feel like it, if you can get a great golfer out in the world, they're going to represent your college proudly for the next 40 years.
2: Yeah. A lot of guys, they're, uh, they're like books. They're like little score books, whatever that they use and they keep in their pocket. A lot of guys will have like the college logo on that. And then, uh, and then a lot of them, too, will wear their school color for, like, their Sunday. Like, Tiger with the Stanford red on Sundays. Like, that's why Ricky Fowler wears the Oklahoma State orange on Sundays and, like, stuff really? like that. Like, so it's pretty cool, like – and it is interesting seeing where these guys are all from and, like, you do get the rare guy like Dustin Johnson who went to Coastal Carolina, you know, not Stanford, not Texas, not Oklahoma State. It was pretty cool.
0: I mean, the nature, uh, I mean, they go to these big schools because of the facilities and the programs, but like by the nature of golf, you really could go anywhere and be just as good as long as you have someone decent coaching or advising you. Like you don't need to go to a big school the way it might help in basketball or football.
2: Maybe. Maybe. I think it's, you know, there's a reason that the top schools are the same, you know, year in and year out in golf and college golf. It's, it's the same 10 programs pretty much every year. Like they pump out everybody.
0: Anything else going on in your guy's world? you want to discuss? I've uh, finished can't hardly wait. And I could discuss that if you want.
1: I'm judging by your tweet. Not good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So we has, we said on this, uh, show what three weeks ago that, um, any mid-level nineties comedy is better than any Oscar winner of the past 10 years. And, uh, upon rewatching can't hardly wait, I can confirm that we need to raise our bar to possibly it has to be like a pretty good nineties comedy. Cause can't hardly wait does not hold up at all. Uh, it's like, it's funny, but like not in the, the right way they intended. It's really only funny. Cause you're like, Oh, there's Nick Papa Giorgio. Oh, there's Seth green acting all stupid. Um, it's like unintentional comedy the way they, um, they do this like huge celebrity cameo reveal and it's, uh, Dharma from Dharma and Greg. And you're like, yeah, they really put a lot of effort into making like her, like you couldn't tell who she was. And then she like turned to the camera and the music played and it's like a big reveal. and You're like, Oh, it's, it's Dharma. From that 90s show. So it's just unintentionally, it's hilarious, but like, there's really no plot. There's really no story. It's all nostalgia. There's a, the, the soundtrack never stops playing. I told you guys, it's like, I've never seen movies where there's like three songs by the same artist before, you know, unless they like actually scored the film, you know, like uh, Adam Schlesinger with that thing you do. Like they just, for some reason, will have like three Smash Mouth songs play throughout the movie or Third Eye Blind, or th- they had multiple Eve Six songs. So it's almost like a um, manufactured 90s nostalgia, which is, I think, why I loved it in my head. And then I went back and watched it. And I'm like, yeah, this is not good. So anyway, we have to, um, I'm going to keep watching uh, increasingly slightly better 90s comedies to find the level where they become better than the, uh, the fish fucking movie from like three years ago. That's, that's the bar. It's that movie where the girl dated the fish versus, uh, up next. I'm thinking up next will be black sheep starring Chris Farley. We'll see if that one is better. That's
1: very appropriate for the election of alleged tampering going on
0: right now. So, uh, timely. I just, I just pulled that like, I just, you know, randomly picked that one, but, That might be good.
2: Black sheep is guaranteed to be too good. You need to go lower. Yeah. So, so what should should I do? That
0: is one. What would you consider like one step up? Airheads.
1: Airheads. Airheads.
0: All right. I'm concerned that like (laughs) early '90s stuff doesn't. I have I have my concerns (laughs) about that one.
1: Congratulations i sorry. I'm sorry. Edit that out. Oh, sorry. My bad.
0: She's not going to watch like, any of I don't these. Say, or her, I
1: don't want to say her name on that. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, anyway sorry to whoever's got to watch Airheads with you, Tom. But <laughs> it's going to be underrated. You're really going to enjoy that. Uh,
0: That's okay. Funny. I'll do that. And then we'll move on <laughs> to Black Sheep. I do think Black Sheep will be too good. So I've got to find the exact hilarious. right level. After, fucking after,
2: hilarious. I already got your next one. After airheads, you want mid to late nineties.
0: I want any nineties. Beverly
2: Hills, Ninja, Beverly Hills, Ninja. Oh, that's probably, that's, that's probably,
0: that's lower than black sheep for sure. So we got to move up to that. Correct. Sure. Or maybe we yes. do the one where Chris Marley to- and Matthew Perry were like native Americans with Sacajawea.
2: No, 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 no. Beverly Hills Ninja is the one with him and the guy from with Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, I I know. I'm saying that the other one where he like explores yes. the, the Western frontier with Matthew end. Perry, yes. that is probably below. It goes that, then Beverly Hills Ninja, then Black Sheep, and then Tommy Boy at the top. That would be the Farley Correct. hierarchy.
1: Beverly Hills Ninja is only like 39 minutes long, I think. And you'll be able to get that done. Like if if you just don't take a shower tomorrow morning, like you, you can watch that. I remember that
0: movie, but I couldn't tell you. I mean, obviously he is a ninja living in Beverly Hills, but I couldn't tell you the plot, the story, anything that happens. I assume Rob Lowe is in it at some point, but I don't know. Z, you could
1: you could also view a movie that me and you saw together in the theater back in the day,
0: Jury Duty. Oh my God! Did we see that in the theater? Yes, we did. Oh my God! Because
1: all the OJ clips, because we thought that was going to be like OJ stuff, but then we saw the movie and there was no OJ stuff. They just put that into the trailer because of like, like they filmed that shit in like March, and then OJ like you know killed Nicole like in June, right? So like
0: allegedly in July
1: they had to change the trailer. And they put all the OJ stuff of him, like driving and finding a glove in the front seat. He's like,
2: what's this? Ah, buddy. And,
1: like chunks into the back seat, but it's not the movie. No promo. It, it is promo. so,
0: it is so unfortunate how many Poly Shore movies I've seen in my life and how many like hours of my life I've dedicated to Poly Shore projects. I've seen that in the theater. I've seen biodome probably at least twice. I've seen, uh, Son-in-law. I've law. seen
1: it like at least 20 or
2: 10. I've seen Biodome within the last month. <laughs> How is about it, that?
0: Is it better than the Fish movie?
2: Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> there's, dude, there's a Tenacious D cameo in there. Like, it's fantastic.
0: See, I was going to, yeah. See, I was going to, th- one of my potential ones as we move up the ladder was going to be Encino Man.
2: Oh yeah. Oof, that's very good. That's that's definitely lower on the shore hierarchy. Brendan Fraser. But, is that uh, is that Yeah,
0: above or below can't hardly wait. What? Encino Man.
2: Above. Ooh. Probably above, but more way more dated. Yeah. Way more dated. Like,
1: those four years is more like 20 years. Like 93. In like '98 or whatever, '97, like that's way the fuck different. It's like night and day. Yeah. That's why I. That's why I said had that
0: oof at when you said airheads because it's like those early '90s songs and movies. While some are very good, like the production value got so much better in like 1996. I don't know what happened okay. in '96, but they're just like, oh, we know how to make stuff that sounds and looks good now.
2: Uh huh. And Honestly, before that, it got yeah, way better in the late 90s. yeah, the difference between like 93 and 97 is actually, it looks like 20 years. It really yeah. does.
0: Like the Screaming Trees wrote better songs than Blink 182, or like, let's say for sure, Sum 41. But the production value on, say, a Sum 41 song is a thousand times better than a Screaming yeah. Trees song.
1: Yeah, though the old Sub Pop studios didn't sound as great. No. Uh, so yeah, those are all great films. We just broke down. Those are all excellent recommendations.
0: Would you like a new metal update? <laughs> I sent you guys. The, no, we got a Not system. Really. We got a system of a down reunion. We got, uh, the Deftones tones guy saying that vac- vaccines have never worked in the history of mankind. There's a lot going on in the world of new metal.
1: And that's your new update.
0: Your 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 new update.
2: Your NU update. <laughs> you know I mean it's the new metal update. It's just the new update. <laughs> new update. News. NU apostrophe
0: C. <laughs> <laughs> I hope people have figured it out, but this is all a plot for Take the Points to transition in 2021 into just like a pop culture podcast, but only bad pop culture. Like we won't talk about you know, tame and collar or anything cool.
1: The Tomsey New Metal Podcast news. Oh, wait, hang on. Did I think I made that lose
0: you, Tom. Uh you went out for I a did. minute. That's okay. We're I think bad. we're I think we're ready to end anyway. Uh that was pretty good. Yeah, considering the lackluster slate of games, I feel like uh we put together a pretty good podcast. So thank you, gentlemen.
1: You're welcome. It's the you know, it's mid season now. We're starting, you know. Loosen up or getting into form. We also didn't have a preseason. You know, it was it was late. It was hard for us to start, but now it feels like we're starting to round into form.
0: We uh, yeah, we threw ourselves in there. Speaking of which, I did a uh, push-up contest against uh, some guy like two days ago, and I like can't breathe. I'm so sore. So
1: yeah, that's what happens.
0: I need to it's be more good. productive with my uh, quarantine time and get a little more working out in. I think
1: do less push-ups. you won't feel pain anymore <laughs> <So> <laughs> the, answer,
0: the answer is quite simple to not agree to the push-up contest next time
1: yeah to say I'm 39 and I don't and I'm not a gym class all star asshole <laughs> why don't you just back up and challenge somebody else
0: well the guy who beat me was 50 so I thought I might have the advantage Great. there but apparently not I
1: guarantee you that guy was a prick in gym class I hope he's listening <laughs>
0: he's definitely not uh, <laughs> all right thanks everyone for listening thank you guys uh, we'll be back probably to the normal schedule next week earlier in the, the week so we'll see the you then
1: point.
2: Take the point. Take the point. <laughs> pc good night <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs>